Well, hello and welcome to an all-new episode of the Transfix Take podcast, where we are performance-driven. It's the week of October 4th, and we are bringing you news, insights, and trends for shippers and carriers from our market expert, Justin Mays. Mays, as always, it is great to be with you. How's it going? Hey, Jenny, it's great to be back with you as well this week to talk more about the freight markets and dig into what happened over the last week. Now, we are in the final quarter of the year, but there is a different story than we're used to, right, Mays? That's right, Jenny. We shifted gears into Q4. Now, traditionally, we would be gearing up for some anticipated volatility in the freight markets. But this year, things are different. Carrier capacity continues to heavily outweigh the demand, and there's really no signals of this changing anytime soon. And it's worth noting last quarter's numbers. In June, trucking employment lost about 2,800 truck drivers, but then in July, gained about 3,200 truck drivers. So we are still very much in uh, loose capacity territory. That's right, Jenny. In fact, last week, we would have assumed to experience some volatility heading into the weekend, as it was the end of month and end of quarter, which usually brings on more demand from the shipper side and some volatility pushing more freight into the spot market, which overall increases rates. Now we did experience a slim increase in the national average line haul rate, but Jenny, it went from $1.55 per mile at the lowest part of last week to this week walking into $1.58, not much far off of where we've been in the last two and a half weeks. Yeah, we don't seem to be teetering away from this five cent radius, whether, you know, five cent more, five cent less in the average rate per mile. On the flip side, the national average tenure rejection continues to slide downward, which started just after the Labor Day holiday weekend and has continued to slide downward and has continued its downward trend throughout all of last week, not experiencing any interruption through the end of month and end of quarter. Which when we go back to the numbers of truckers that have entered the industry in July, that makes a lot of sense. This year is gonna be different and we likely won't see too much volatility around rates and tender acceptances outside of the traditional seasonal impacts, unless it's directly related to Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year holidays. With that being said, carriers are going to continue to be in for a pretty rough ride for the remainder of 2023 and the foreseeable future with no signals pointing to a more volatile, longer-term market. All true, but let's not forget the United Automotive Workers Union strike that's happening right now and its potential impacts on the supply chain, especially as we enter peak holiday season. That's a great call, Jenny. We have to continue to keep a very close eye on the UAW auto workers strike. Now, this has only continued to prolong, and coming into this week, it expanded to more facilities. This is something that we called out last week, and everyone needs to continue to keep an eye on because it will have an impact on rates and capacity. And the impact is gonna be more favorable for shippers because this is gonna put more capacity into the spot market, which could pull down rates even as we head into the final months of 2023. Now, Maze, what makes this year's Q4 spot market look different than it did last year? Well, Jenny, the reason we're gonna see more capacity shift into the spot market with a prolonged strike is because these carriers that traditionally move the manufactured goods for auto parts and the suppliers themselves need to find some freight to move and right now you are not going to easily get onto new contract lanes which is ultimately going to push these carriers into the spot market to ride out the strike that's why it's super important 
for shippers and carriers to continue to keep a close pulse on what's going on with the UAW strike. Because again, this doesn't just impact the three big auto manufacturers, but also has that downward impact to all the suppliers and could actually shift the seasonality that naturally would play out in Q4 in the Midwest when it comes to freight markets. That's right, Mace. All eyes are certainly on the Midwest, but you know what it's time for, the regional breakdown. Where did the market sit last week and where are we at today, Mays? Now, over the past week, we did experience a slight increase in rates throughout the country to the national average rate per mile line all. Now, I would say this was primarily driven by freight originating out of the West Coast, especially the Pacific Northwest, but other markets in the Midwest also drove this. This week, I anticipate that most regions such as the Southeast, South, Coastal, and even parts of the Northeast will experience a downward trend. And the reason for that is because if you look at 10 rejections like I alluded to before, we saw a downward trend all last week. And this is pointing to a loose start of October where rates will decrease and remain pretty stagnant outside of seasonal hotspots like the Pacific Northwest. Well, it is certainly going to be an interesting month as it relates to what type of trends are going to come out of October. But that said, why don't we start breaking things down over on the West Coast? What's happening there? Rates out of the West Coast definitely increased most significantly across the country. Now, when we talk about the Pacific Northwest, as such as states like Washington, Oregon, and Idaho, these are continuing to be hotbeds where carriers can demand higher rates for freight originating here. Now, just look at Washington. Seattle and Spokane markets saw increases just from last Monday to this Monday of over 4%. But it's not just the Pacific Northwest. Some of the highest volume markets in the country, such as Los Angeles and Ontario, also saw some meaningful growth over 2% from last week. Okay, so the question remains here, Maze, why don't we help carriers out? Are there any regions they should stay away from that might be lower paying regions? That's a great question, Jenny. There is no specific destinations that are going to lead to lower rates leaving these areas. Just about everywhere that you could be delivering, whether it's staying within the West Coast or going to the Southeast or Midwest, you're likely going to continue to experience some tightness with increasing rates as we continue to be in the hottest time of the year for the Pacific Northwest and the seasonality of produce and even Christmas trees that start shipping soon. All right, now what's happening in the Midwest, which is one of our most popular regions over the last week or so? We're seeing some pockets of loosening, but some pockets of tightening. It's the same story we've been telling for the last couple weeks. Overall, we saw a slim increase week over week for freight originating out of the Midwest. Now, there are some markets that are demanding higher rates that are more noticeable because of the volume they ship. Chicago, Illinois, Juliet, Illinois, and Kansas City, Missouri, which are high volume Midwest markets, all experience rate increases on average above 2%. Now this is something to keep an eye on, especially as we shift farther into winter and the seasonality of the Midwest traditionally tightening up. But like I called out, Jenny, we have to also be at the same time watching the UAW strike and how that impacts freight volumes in the Midwest, which ultimately impacts rates. Good to know. And now let's take a drive over to the Northeast. What's happening there? The Northeast is a region that we've called out several times in the last two months for gaining some momentum for carriers. Over the past week, we really didn't see much change at all. The market stayed relatively stagnant. 
Lower volume markets saw slight movements up and down, but your largest volume markets, such as Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and Elizabeth, New Jersey, remained almost flat week over week. This week, I think we're gonna see a similar story play out in the Northeast, and this will likely remain until we start seeing some weather impacts in parts of New York and New England, or the Thanksgiving holiday, which will bring higher rates in the Northeast. All right, now why don't we take a drive up I-95 and uh, let's talk about the coastal and southeast regions. Last week, we saw slim increases in the average rate leaving these regions. But this week, I think we're going to see the increases be taken back by shippers with some decreases on freight leaving both regions. And it'll be interesting to see next week where both regions land as they're kind of twinning this week. But why don't we end with the South? Now, the South is very similar to parts of the coastal and Southeast. Overall, I do think we're gonna see some of the gains we've seen over the past week given back to the shippers after the end of the month increases. But some markets in particular, especially Laredo, Texas, is continuing to heat up. Now this, of course, is due to the cross-border trade that Laredo is responsible for. And I don't see this specific market in Texas really shifting too much in the near term future. But other markets with a higher volume like Houston and Dallas that experienced slim increases from last week, I really do think it's gonna take a similar path to what we will likely see play out in the coastal and southeast regions with the gains being given back to the shippers over this week, especially as there's no volatility threats other than the UAW strike in the freight markets over the next two weeks. And we haven't even broached the topic of any hurricanes, right? But lucky enough, right now, there are no current active storms in the North Atlantic, uh, Caribbean Sea, or Gulf of Mexico, but that could change. That's right, Jenny. I hope I don't jinx us with any hurricanes that could really stir things up down in the south and southeast or any snow events up in the Midwest and northeast. But I think it's a little too early to talk about snow just yet and impacts of the freight market. It is definitely too early to be talking about snow, but who knows, the way things are going, we might see a snowstorm next week in the Northeast, but I doubt it. <laughs> well, Jenny, as always, it was great talking to you again today about the freight markets, and I look forward to next week. Same here, my friend. We will see you next week with an all-new episode of the Transfix Take podcast, and until then, drive safely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix, Inc., or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix, Inc., nor its affiliates, nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.